Hi, it's Tiffany from Talk Tea Speech. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Tea podcast. This is episode 14. Today we are talking about what to be aware of during early intervention sessions. I think there is a lot of pressure on both sides, whether you are a parent or an SLP, because I think parents will feel like, oh, I need to clean up the house. I need to make sure that my child is behaving properly so that the SLP doesn't think one way or another way of my child. And I want her to see everything that my child can do and say. So there's some pressure there. And then, of course, as an SLP, You're going into a family's home, so there's definitely pressure there. It's very nerve-wracking to go into someone else's turf, and there's just a lot to juggle. So because there are two sides to these sessions, the SLP point of view and the parent point of view, I think one of the first things that I want to acknowledge is that we should just take some of that pressure off of ourselves. Recognize that we really are all trying our best, whether you're an SLP or a parent, and not to judge each other. The more that we can work as a team together, then I feel like the outcomes for the child will be that much better. All right, so let's get into it. So if you are a parent in these early intervention sessions, I think you can really just let go and you don't have to have a clean, orderly house. Like we totally get it. Things get crazy and busy and you're kind of on the side of just letting the SLP come in and do her thing. And... We want you to be there to observe the sessions and hear how we're using our uh, language and tone of voice and um, so that you can carry over those strategies. But as far as the pressure to look perfect and presentable and, you know, I get it. Like there are days where you just want to put on a cute outfit and some makeup on. And if that's how you start your day, cool. But I just don't want you to feel so much pressure to have everything perfect and orderly because the goal for the SLP to come in is to make things easier for you. We want you to be able to look forward to sessions and it's harder for us when we get a lot of cancellations and I think it's when speech therapy sessions start to feel like a lot of work for families. We're seeing more cancellations and so whatever will help you be more consistent to keep those sessions going feel free to do so and take that pressure off of yourself and talk to your SLP about what would work better for you and what would make things more comfortable. Having an open and honest dialogue with your SLP is always the best because then everybody knows what to expect and it will just lead to better sessions for the child. Now, if you're the SLP in the early intervention sessions, it's important to keep in mind that you are the one working and you're the professional. And like I said, it's up to you to go in and make things easier for the family. So working with what their goals are, what routines would be easier for them once you're done with speech therapy. So while you shouldn't feel all this crazy pressure going in, like you should give yourself some grace, uh, there is a responsibility there to be professional and be mindful of things like what is culturally appropriate, For example, do they have specific rules on how children are to greet their elders? Are you allowed to wear shoes in the house? Even being mindful of the activities that you bring, are they appropriate? And you're probably like, well, what would be inappropriate? We're working with toddlers. We're just bringing in puzzles and books and toys. But I would have never even thought of this if I didn't work with one family where they asked me specifically not to work on anything with the alphabet because they wanted their child to learn their alphabet in their dominant language first. 
So I remember I had this alphabet, this English alphabet puzzle where it would be the letters and you take it off and there's animals underneath. So they really wanted to make sure that they were not exposing their child to the English alphabet. And of course, there are moments for education, right? Like, okay, having two languages will not confuse a child. It's okay. There's a myth out there that bilingualism causes language delays. That's not true. So there are moments for education, but there are also things that are hard lines for families that they just don't want to cross. And we need to just respect that and then work with what they have. So which is why I also advocate for bagless therapy, not bringing in a bunch of activities because that is also like super distracting for the child sometimes. And being able to work with what they have at home is a great way for families to feel like when you leave, they can carry over the strategies that you showed them because they already have all of those materials or toys or whatever they have at home. They have have that right in front of them and they don't need to wait till next week to be able to use your strategies. So back to the topic at hand, being very mindful of a family's culture and what they deem to be appropriate or inappropriate. I feel like for the most part, most people are good and, you know, they'll tell you things that you can easily respect and, you know, they're holding their boundaries, but it's easy for you to follow suit. Um, If there are weird situations, though, make sure that you're documenting what was said. You know, if there is something that you feel not so great about, document it and also reach out to your early intervention agency and let them know as well. Like I said, I really haven't had something so crazy happen where I've felt the need to do that. But the documentation is really key. If there is something that feels wrong or inappropriate, go ahead and document and reach out to your agency. And like I said, most of the time, it's totally fine. I've been in early intervention for what, six, seven years now. And in those years, I've only ever returned one case. And that was not something that was like really crazy that happened. It just so happened that in that home, there was a lot of cigarette smoke going on. And when I left, I felt so sick and just I couldn't be back there doing the secondhand smoke every single week. So I was just honest with my agency. I let them know. I let the family know, which was like very uncomfortable to say. Um, I let them know through text why. Uh, So that was weird, but it wasn't a situation where something crazy happened. So yeah, I mean, things do happen. And if they do, document it. But for the most part, it will be fine. I've worked with amazing families that I have kept relationships with them over the years. So it will all be good. I feel like I just went so extreme telling you to document things if they get crazy. It is important to keep in mind though. But most of what I'm talking about is being mindful of things like, do the families want you to take off your shoes when you go in? One of my good friends who does early intervention as well mentioned that a family wanted her to take off her shoes outside. So they didn't even want her to step into the house with her shoes on, which was fine during the warmer months. But then she was asking me, what do you do in the winter if a family wants you to take off your shoes outside? Like if there's snow and it's tough for you to be like standing there taking off your boots and then what happens to the boots? Do they get snow in them? So I think in those situations, all you can do is be open with the family and ask them. For example, do you mind if I bring my own towel and put it in the house so I could take off my shoes or um, whatever the case may be? But when in doubt, just ask. If you're not sure if the family wants you to take off your shoes, 
ask them. And for early intervention, I always recommend bringing an extra pair of socks because you don't know what you may be walking into, especially in a new case. You don't know what the home looks like inside. And uh, I feel like also weird if people want me to take off my shoes and then I'm just like barefoot in their house. They probably don't like that either. I don't know. Uh, So it really depends case to case. So when in doubt, make sure you're mindful about asking. So I know on the parent side, I said, take the pressure off. Don't worry about looking perfect and wearing whatever you want to wear because it's their home. But if you're the SLP in this situation, it is important to be aware of how you're dressed because you will be on the floor with toddlers for the most part, or you'll be running around and chasing them. So you want to be in clothing that is comfortable and you're able to move around easily and without being like inappropriate. What I like to usually wear is scrubs because it's just the easiest thing. You don't have to think about what you're wearing and scrubs are a lot easier to be cleaned. So I feel like it also encourages us to even be more active and it's okay if we have to roll around the floor or crawl into this tunnel or get extra in the mud. You know what I mean? Um, It's just a lot easier to feel like I don't care about these scrubs. If they get a little dirty, that's fine. Um, Because if you're going to be in a really fancy, nice outfit, it's less likely that you're going to want to be super active. So I think scrubs is just a good balance between being professional and also being able to get them dirty without thinking about it. When I spoke about wearing scrubs on my Instagram, I got a few DMs that families were asking why they're wearing scrubs and that they thought it was strange. I personally have never had a family ask me why I'm wearing scrubs, so I don't know. I guess it just depends maybe on the family, but if families do ask you, I would just say, yeah, I like to wear the scrubs because they're a lot easier to clean and we're working with toddlers all day. There's a lot of boogers and snots and dirt and we're crawling all over the floor. So it's much better to have something that you can get dirty and not worry about it. Another thing I'm going to add to this episode, which I feel like I could do another episode on, is the importance of having a conversation with the parents about wanting them to be in the vicinity of your therapy session or the better thing would be for them to actually be in the room with you so that they can see how you're doing the therapy to carry over those strategies. But I know that sometimes parents kind of take this time as a breather, a you know, a 30 to 40 minute way to get some things done at home, which I get, especially now with Olivia, I know how valuable a little bit of free time could be just to like put some dishes away or fold some laundry. I totally get it. But one thing that I always recommend to new therapists is that no matter where you are in the house, keep that therapy door open. We don't want to have closed door sessions. In my opinion, I really think it's good to have that open door policy so that parents can come in and out as they wish you are in their home. And also, I just feel like we don't want the child to feel like they're trapped in that room. I mean, it is their house and you do want to follow their lead. So it's okay if they want to step out of the room for a second. You know, you can see what they're up to. And this is part of early intervention. You are working in their home and this is where the child spends their time. So it's okay if they want to leave the room, you can redirect them and you can also work with what they're leading you towards. 
I was just speaking with someone the other day for a consultation and they were telling me, well, she's an SLP and she was telling me that one of her clients, the parent doesn't want to stay in the room because she feels like the child gets more distracted when she's there, which I do get. And I've had that with families where when mom or dad are around, the child only wants mom and dad. And so it's hard for them to get anything done really. But I think for at least a couple of sessions, it's so beneficial for the parents to be in there. And I think having an honest conversation with them about why you want them to be in there and how you can get more information from them and be able to work with their child more easily. When the parent is there, you're able to ask questions about how this child communicates and they can be there to kind of be like an interpreter for you, especially if this child may have difficulties with articulating what they're expressing. So for the parents, I think sometimes they can feel okay, I want my child to get the most out of this therapy session, but the way that they are going to get the most out of the session is if you are there to learn those carryover strategies and use them when the SLP isn't there. So I think now as I'm talking through this, the most important thing is for the SLP and the parent to have these honest conversations. You know, ask the parent, why don't you want to be in the room? And not like in an aggressive tone, just more like trying to get the information of how they're feeling about the whole thing and if there's anything that you can do to help them feel better about it and more comfortable, that's the role of the SLP. Okay, so I know I got a little off track towards the end there and started talking about carryover, but you know what, guys? It's really, it's interesting from week to week doing the podcast, and sometimes as I'm recording and talking, it just goes down different tangents, and so I hope you can forgive me for that, and I try to stay on topic as much as I can, but uh, to talk into this microphone by myself, sometimes it's like, I'm going to talk about this, and I want to make sure that I say everything that's on my mind so that you uh, you don't miss that thought process. <laughs> okay, and then speaking of going in and out of topic, um, <laughs> I have one more note in here that says cleanliness, and this is for the SLPs. Sometimes you do go into a home where you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm gonna get all like, sticky and dirty possibly. So what I recommend for that is having like a cute little blanket that you don't really care about and have a picnic with the child. So that was just one other note. So <laughs> very random. And I feel like for the parents listening now, that's going to add more pressure to them. So I'm sorry, I don't mean it in that way, because again, I don't want you to feel pressure for these speech therapy sessions. It is supposed to be something that's super easy. It shouldn't have to be something that takes you hours and hours of prep to do in your house before the SLP comes, because really at the end of the day, that's not what we're looking at at all. I did a reel on my Instagram last year and it was about what to do if you go into a house that's maybe not so clean in your opinion and somebody commented, oh, I hope I'm not the house where the SLP has to bring in a blanket that they don't care about. <laughs> So that made me laugh, but really it's not about that at all. At the end of the day, whatever will help you get those consistent sessions for your child, then that's what we want you to do because that's how we're going to get the best outcomes. All right, so I hope you enjoyed this quick episode about things to be aware of during your early intervention sessions. And again, just take that pressure off of yourself, whether you're on the parent side or the SLP side. At the end of the day, it's just about trying to increase that communication for the child and helping them feel safe and comfortable to initiate play and communication. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Talk Tea podcast. As always, you can find me on my Instagram at Talk Tea Speech. I have over 600 posts all about parenting things, baby things, speech therapy, all of that. So you can find me there. You can also reach me for a one-on-one consultation on my website, talkteaspeech.com slash consultation. And you know where to find me every week on this podcast. And if you like the podcast so far, feel free to leave a five-star review. I always appreciate the feedback and I'm so glad you're here. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you on the next one. (laughs) 